Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Claire O'Sullivan podcast. I want to start by saying a massive thank you to everyone who has listened to the podcast to date and to everyone who has shared it with their friends, shared it on their stories, given me a review, and so on and so on. I really, really appreciate each and every one of you, and please continue to share it with your friends if you are enjoying the podcast. So in today's episode, um, I am going to be talking all about completing marathon number two. So last Sunday, um, just five days ago, um, I completed my second ever marathon um, in Lisbon. Um, so my first ever marathon was completed back in June um, in Cork. And just about four months later, um, number two is in the bag. Um, so just wanted to give you a little update on how it went and what the whole experience was like. Um, so in Cork for my first ever marathon, um, the primary goal was just to complete it. Um, but I was absolutely delighted with getting it done um, just under the four hours. It was around around 358, um, 358-359 around that time. Um, so this time around, I was aiming, um, in the back of my mind to go for under 345, as long as the legs were feeling good. Um, but at the same time, um, I was going to be happy to just complete it. Um, because when you're out there and you're going through 42 kilometers of running, um, you are just happy to get through it and survive it a little bit. Um, but that, that was the aim as long as things were going well. Um, so what was it all like? So we flew from Dublin to Lisbon, um, on Friday. Um, we wanted to have a full day of just kind of chilling around the place before the marathon. So flew in Friday evening, got to the apartment it's not that far from um the apartment from the airport to the apartment in the city center um then on saturday we went and we collected our numbers got some like food stocked up the house with plenty carbs ate loads of carbs on saturday um and did a little bit of exploring around lisbon and just took things nice and easy and relaxed and we were really really grateful to have like the full day on saturday um to catch up on bits of work um so the heads were feeling nice and cleared and also just to be able to stretch out the bodies and not be going straight from flying to straight into a marathon the next day and then just important as well that we had like loads of time to really like hydrate properly and to really fuel up well on all the delicious pastries they have over here um so that's what saturday was uh filled up with doing with hydrating with fueling with chilling um and we collected our numbers and things like that and that all went really well we did like really keep it up for our hydration drank loads of water not just water made sure to get plenty electrolytes um on board as well which is something that's very important to make sure that you are well hydrated and that you have um, really replenished all like your sodium and your potassium, all your salts as well. Um, ate bucket loads of carbs and got a good got a good night's sleep on Saturday night as well. So then got up um, nice and early on Sunday morning, got up around 5 a.m., um, had a good breakfast, um, loads of carbs. Again, <laughs> cereal, toast, bananas, oranges, you name it. Um, 
topped up hydration again more electrolytes more water um then we left the house at around 10 to 6 on saturday morning went to the train um we were getting um the train at 6 15 got to the train station around 6 to give ourselves plenty of time we did not want any upset and we wanted to be in loads of time um all the trains and everything were free for anyone who had um a marathon number um who was wearing their marathon number so that made things really easy got a 40 minute train from Lisbon city center to Kashgai, where um not sure if I'm pronouncing that right but where the start line of the marathon was it's a different city um kind of west of Lisbon um so we were going to be running then all the way from Kashgai back to Lisbon and our apartment was nicely situated not too far from the finish line and I think if I was doing it again, I would do the exact same. It was much nicer not having to travel after having not having to travel too far after having crossed um, the finish line. If anyone has been to Lisbon as well, you'll know that Lisbon is very hilly. Um, so luckily for us, our apartment by chance was not located on any of the hilly parts of Lisbon that we only had a flat walk home after finishing. Um, so anyways, we got to Kashgai, um in loads of time. 10 minute walk from the train then to the start line um had a toilet stop on the way before going to the start line um the toilets were rough we won't get into that side of things but I think um anytime you're um dealing with porterloos and the likes it's not going to be so appealing um but um we were at the start line then way ahead of the start time we had a good half an hour to kind of spare to stretch to kind of get ourselves psyched um we were nervous I was definitely very nervous um even on the train ride over it was full of runners um and i suppose when you're seeing everyone else there you start to realize that this is very real i have signed up for this i have been training for this oh my god i am going to have to do this um also when we were um getting to the train in lisbon and even coming off the train in Kashgai, there was loads of people around the place only stumbling home from nights out and stumbling out of pubs um so there was a little bit of a moment of oh my god like the difference between maybe a few years ago that would have been us or even still now the odd time that'll be us stumbling out of a pub versus um rather than doing that we were heading for the start line of a marathon and I definitely took a little moment to myself and appreciated that I was in that moment much happier um to be going to the start line of the marathon it maybe would have been easier to be in the pub but um definitely running a marathon now I think is more in line with my values than dealing with hangovers or um just partying hours on end and weekends on end now um so anyways fast forward we got to the start line um we it was very very packed at the start line they were segmenting us all into our different kind of time zones our predicted time zones um we had been um planning on sticking with a pacer so um it, at the cork marathon there was pacers every 15 minutes um so there was ones at like 315 330 345 4 hours 415 and for anyone who hasn't run a marathon these are the guys that will run at that set pace throughout the marathon and then all you'd have to do is just 
stay with them and you'd be on target for whatever pace you wanted to run without having to keep much of an eye on your watch or worry yourself about pacing yourself. So we stayed with the four hour pacer in Cork and it worked out so well and just made things so easy for us. We didn't have to worry about pacing ourselves. And it just takes um, takes a little bit of the mental um, work out of things for you because you don't really have to think about it. However, when we got to the start line in Lisbon, we realized that there was a 3.30 pacer and there was a three-hour pacer and there was a four-hour pacer, but there was no 3.45 pacer. Um, so very quickly, we had to change our plans and be flexible. And we just said to ourselves, look, we've been doing all the training ourselves, but pace ourselves, it'll be grand. So that was the first little bit of a mental challenge, but very quickly, we just pivoted and said, we're not letting that impact us now. Um, so we were kind of just lining up and getting ready for it to start. So many butterflies flying around the tummies at this stage. I had a stitch in my side before the race started at all. And I think it was just down to nerves because I'd eaten a good bit of time before the start of the race. The race was starting at 8 a.m. I hadn't done anything differently. I was well hydrated, but I just had this stitch under my ribs before I ever started. And I think very much down to nerves. Um, Once things got going, so there was such a buzz at the start line. Um, There was music playing. um, Everyone was smiling. People were in good form. There's people of all ages, of all skin colors, of all backgrounds there. Um, There was even one or two crazy people pushing prams for the marathon which um just made us think if they can do it pushing a pram surely we can do this without a pram <laughs> um so we got going at 8 a.m then um it was very crowded for the first few kilometers um as we got going my body kind of relaxed a little bit and um after a few kilometers in that stitch started to go away Thank God. I was worried that I'd be dealing with that for the whole race. Um, Legs felt really good for the first few kilometers and nice and fresh. Um, We were very wary of our footing just because things were quite packed in, but it spaced out then after a few kilometers. Um, The setting was absolutely glorious. Um, So the sun was shining. There was a lovely breeze. It was nice and cool at this time. Um, We were actually running all along the coast. So we started off in Kashgai and we went even more west of Kashgai for about seven kilometers, turned on ourselves, came back into Kashgai, and then it was from there on to Lisbon. That's what the route was like. Um, the surface was so good. Um, it was mostly tarmac roads. There was some cobbles. There's cobbled streets everywhere in Lisbon. There was some cobbledy areas, um, but there was never too much. Even throughout the marathon, there was never too much. So everything was very much in our favor um, from a point of view of surroundings. Um, so first four, five, six K going lovely up to 10 K. Our pace was really good. We were loving things. We were in good form and um, bodies were feeling really good. Um, even like from 10k to 21k so we had one toilet stop I was like it was about 7am when we had gone to the bathroom um, and then we didn't actually get to go just before the fin- before the start line so I was bursting at around 16k um, so we they, the portaloos were a little bit spaced out at this stage um, so I decided around 
12 or 13k I need to go to the toilet and then out of about 16k we found one so stopped um set us back about maybe a minute 10 seconds um at around 16k but I felt lighter it was a good decision to go um we sailed on again from the toilet stop up to 21k and that was like half marathon done and we hardly actually noticed it going by pace was so good bodies were feeling good not a bother on us no injuries no niggles um stitch was gone no sickness nothing like that so we were absolutely buzzing up to 21k from the around the half marathon mark um it did start to get a bit hotter so we were like just under maybe two hours into things then and the temperature started to rise a bit so we could feel that it was getting that bit hotter. Um, there was at some stages people with hoses spraying water on us from there, which was nice just to get that little bit of a cool down. Um, then we'll say from about 21K to 30 30K, still pre- feeling pretty good, like body's not too fatigued, pace was still good. Um, myself and Tommy, we were happy out. We had stayed together the whole way from start line um, up to about 30K. Um, then at about 30K, Tommy started feeling it a bit. I think the heat got a bit more intense um he started he felt a little bit sick at one stage and just was like kind of feeling the effects of having run ran 30k so he started to walk a little bit I kind of started to walk with him and then he was kind of realizing that he was going to have to walk a bit so I just started jogging on and um he told me to keep going and that he'd catch up to me so I kept going um I kind of got back to our normal rhythm, our normal pace on my own this time. Um, not sure if he was going to catch me because I was gone on for one or two K and uh, there was no sight. Um, however, I got to around 34 K hear this voice calling behind me and turn around. Tommy has made a miraculous recovery, has caught me after about 4K. So I suppose leaving him, I knew that if he got a burst of energy or felt a bit better he'd be able to make up a lot of ground because his pace like his he's capable of running a much faster pace than me whereas if I stopped and walked I don't think I'd make up the time so that was why I kind of kept going in the hope that he would catch up to me not knowing if he would and he did miraculously um we stayed together then for another few k's um maybe for another maybe three four k's and um again tommy started to feel not so good i was feeling okay at this stage um but he um kind of had a bit of an empty wretch and like felt a bit sick at empty reaching and um then uh, he had to stop again and then he actually started to cramp up massively and so his quads started to cramp massively and there were stages where he couldn't actually walk. He had to stop completely. Um, so I ran on in the hope that he would, and that, that, that things would improve for him and that he'd make up the time and catch me again. Um, so that was maybe around 38, 39 K. I kind of carried on myself um, thinking and hoping he would come up to me, hearing people behind me um, running up behind me and turning to see if it was him. But unfortunately, he didn't actually make up the ground again. Um, so I kind of plowed on for the last few kilometers and felt, felt good, felt decent pace was good. I actually had it in me to really push on for the last two kilometers, um, which were like two of my faster paces throughout the whole thing. So overall I finished very strong across that line, very strong, obviously a bit disappointed that me and Tommy weren't crossing it together, but still 
I was absolutely buzzing and I knew he wouldn't be far behind me, even if he was walking a bit. Um, so I crossed that finish line, um, didn't know what my pace had been. Um, our watches were different to the chip time. So, um, going by my watch, I had set a PB. I had done about three forty-three something, um, got the official chip time soon after I had crossed that finish line with an official time of three forty-five, um, 42. So I was about 42 seconds over the three forty-five, but I was absolutely buzzing and just so thrilled it was an incredible achieve an incredible achievement an incredible day an incredible event and the high that I felt for the rest of that day and for a good few days after and even up to now made it all so worth it three of my biggest lessons from completing marathon number two were that um, even though it was my second marathon I had done it all before the monkey was off the back and I knew it could cover the distance I still had fears. I still had doubts. Um, I still didn't know if I would be able to do it, if something would go wrong on the day. And all these irrational fears still creep in, even though it was number two. Um, and I suppose the thing I learned is that you will still you will still be fearful. You will still doubt yourself. And that's OK. And what I always try to do when those fears creep in is reframe those nerves and those fears into excitement. Okay, I'm doubting myself now because I care about this. Okay, I'm nervous because I'm actually really excited. And nerves, nerves and excitement, they feel the same. You get those butterflies in your tummy. But as soon as I took off, those nerves dissipated. And I was in, I was in my element. I was in my element out there running my heart out. And I'd always prefer to be the person who's giving it a go, who's giving it a lash despite the fears and despite the doubts rather than letting those fears and those doubts stop me from taking on challenges so I suppose just note to self and note to anyone else listening you will still doubt yourself and that's okay um lesson number two for me was that you can do so much more than you are capable of just a year ago I would not have imagined completing a marathon never mind having two under the belt Never mind like increasing um, the speed at which I did the second one. And now knowing that there's actually so much more in the tank, I can't wait to do it again. I can't wait to push my performance. I can't wait to see what my body's actually capable of now because I know the way I finished that marathon, there's so much more in me. Like the next goal for me is going to be 340 and maybe I don't hit that on the next marathon, but I'm excited to try and I'm excited to go on beyond that even because I know that there's so much more in the tank and that I am capable of so much more. And I never would have thought that just a year ago, but I hadn't tried. So how could I know? And how could I believe in myself when I hadn't even tried it? So if you are doubting yourself, um, always remember that you are capable of so much more than you think. Give it a go. Put it to the test. See what you're actually able to do. Um, and lesson number three was that a marathon is still tough. It's still tough physically and it's mentally tough from about 30 kilometers on. It was a bit lonely at times. It was tough. I questioned myself. There was times I wanted to stop. It would have been easier not to be running for that distance. However, you will cross that line a stronger and more resilient person than you started you'll come up against challenges, you'll overcome them, you'll question yourself, 
you'll overcome those questions. You'll doubt yourself and you'll prove those doubts wrong. And it's all worth it. It is 100% worth it for the buzz that you get after, but also for the person that you become from pushing yourself and challenging yourself and the belief that you build when you take on a challenge and you smash it and you get excited to take on the next one. So that is my journey um, through marathon number two and what I learned in completing it. Um, I want to thank you all so much for listening. Stay tuned and I cannot wait to speak to you all in the next episode.